0: Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with More Sex. How you doing, MB?
1: I'm doing great, man. How about you?
0: Oh, just wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. It's great to be with you on a Saturday morning.
1: Um, A little side note. For those of you who think that was chalk dust torture by Fish, that was actually E.G. Fisher and Deep Donkey from their album, Deep Donkey, don't Google it. Don't Google <laughs> it.
0: Yes, exactly. And
1: I'm not sure if the session I sat in on was that one or not, but in one of these, Old Chestnut did sing back up and play tambourine. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there a live- Can we see- Are we going to see them live? I missed the live show in February.
1: The Retorted.
0: There's Is there a. Tour- There's
1: I think there's one in June. Uh there's somewhere in New Jersey. I would uh check with uh, communications cuz okay. I think they've been in contact. So um okay. yeah, you know um I was uh thinking about the week and I I figured maybe we'd be better off just playing a concert or something cuz
0: team from the bottom <laughs> I,
1: you know, like the other day you were saying how you just had enough of talking about the Fed and interest rates and Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean I'm I'm there. Okay. I, I I'm there, but the this show must go on. So I <clears throat> I thought we could do maybe um this historians a hundred years from now may I refer to this as the Seinfeld episode where we spend our a lot of time talking about nothing. But <laughs> yeah. um uh how's your week?
0: Great. Great. You know, in Seinfeld, dude, when when Kramer used to burst into the room, the famous Kramer entrance, Yeah, their time got so precious that by like the end of it, the audience was instructed not to applaud because the 10 seconds of the applause track wasted valuable dialogue time in the show. Really so in the earlier Seinfelds, Kramer busts in. There's a there's a seven or eight second applause track towards the end when they were big in prime time on NBC, no more applause. Larry David shrank the show as said, look, we've only got 24 minutes to get all of this in. We don't have time for the applause. Yeah. I
1: can I can hear I can hear him saying that in my head. It's like Look, we got 24 yeah. minutes. We don't got time for the applause. No. The, applause the applause. It's too um, much. It's too much. <laughs> it hurts my neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, well there there are any number of things that happened this week that are worth chatting about. I uh one of our uh uh listeners uh who we affectionately uh referred to as McTickler, mm-hmm. Um sent me, I think you too, the, the interview with Stanley Druckenmuller. Yep. Yeah. And I, I watched that and it was 15 minutes or so, which is yep. definitely uh, within my attention span. And I was struck by how much of the things he talked about were common elements to what, what we like to discuss, which are, you know, you don't have to always be involved, you know, you, it's like, mm-hmm. first of all, you know, pick your b- bets yep. and yep. you know, don't lose money. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, my one conviction trade. Yeah. So this is where I, well, am. that,
1: yeah. So, so the leather and I had a little chuckle because his one conviction trade, um, I'm assuming involved the yen, which they ran right up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the real world, Stan. You warned him um,
0: of messing with that yen. I mean, we've talked about that on the show for how long?
1: <laughs> well, Leslie Harris has been, you know, clear and present danger. Like I don't know about this constant short the dollar talk. I, you know, mm. I mean, I leave the currencies to those uh, more gifted than I. But uh, you know, when he has a view, I tend to like to give him. Uh, room to run and and I'm not saying he's bullish the dollar but I think if I interpreted the smoke signals uh he doesn't un- he doesn't think it's well balanced enough and in fact there's two other markets that are kind of massively one side. One was I guess the the bearishness in the equity market is unprecedented. And so you've seen the market rally pretty good. And also, there's a huge uh, dislike for the long end of the uh, treasury curve, uh, like record short, which being a modest holder of long paper does uh, um, cheer me up. Although, you know, I traffic in that illiquid, toxic, Uh, waste in the municipal bond market. So that stuff can go anywhere. Um, So again, uh, to our listeners, I would be very careful with munis. Um, It's the land of the polyester suits and the very, very wide ties. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, So a weird thing happened to me. I don't I don't know, maybe you've experienced this. So I, I recently got rid of the electric car, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was driving uh to see Travis earlier in the week, and this little red light came on the dashboard, and it looked like a picture of like a um a gasoline pump. Sure. Yeah. And and so I I was unfamiliar with this. So I I saw Travis and I said, what, what What do you think this means? And he says, oh, I, you need to put gas in it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go to the gas station um, and uh, I fill it up and it's like $91. Not bad. Not bad. And I'm like, wait a minute. When I had the electric car, <laughs> I plugged it in Uh-oh. and it was free. Was it? I I did didn't ask for my credit card. Okay. So why would anyone buy a car that is uses gasoline when you can charge it at home for free? Uh, oh, are you saying that you have to pay for the electricity?
0: Not, where do you get free electricity? Do you have a windmill in the backyard?
1: <laughs> I I I I, I. I don't often investigate this further
0: solar panels that I don't know about.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess the truth is electricity comes from somewhere, right? And if memory serves a large portion of that comes from coal,
0: I think so. Yeah. Coal fired power plants. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then what they can't do with, uh, the coal they use natural gas
0: yeah right yep. run that and,
1: and then with the last nine percent of the global energy usage they have renewables
0: right okay. shut those down shut those okay. down okay
1: okay good i just wanted to make sure because i i thought that the electric cars were uh were way better than the gas car so um, all, but apparently
0: dude please apparently i'm wrong Please, please, please don't start with the electric cars and the mandating of electric cars. How about semi-trucks? Show me the battery operated semi. Okay, because I live I traffic on the East Coast, okay, and I traffic up and down I-95 regularly from Maine to Florida. Every single good hauled on that highway and on the CSX rail lines next to it is powered by diesel. Diesel. Okay, so I
1: I can I, I can speak to this tangentially um so i know someone who's in the trucking business Hmm. and they uh they make trucks and there's sort of a mandate to create electric you know Mm -hmm. semis Mm -hmm. it's like the semi-tractor trailer truck right that's like the full name okay but apparently and I had this conversation uh, a while ago within the last six months. So I don't remember specifically, but uh, this person was telling me the difficulty is um, you got to charge the things. And, and apparently, you know, logistically the truckers can pull into like a, a station and There's they can microphone. hook it up. Yeah. Yeah. They could, they can hook it up. But the, um, the grid can't carry the load so they build these adjunct generators <laughs> to, I, I, now i'm going to kind of lose the thread at this point but you can see already the fucking things kludged up i mean i don't i don't know how these these uh guys work uh generally uh i mean i know generally how they work the, the quicker they get the load delivered, the more money they make. It's something like that, right? And so they're driving for long periods of time. They pull into the rest area. Some of them have little beds in the back of the cab that they can sleep in. Okay. But, you know, like that famous uh, movie, uh, Star Wars, you know, you can't speed up the harvest and you can only charge your batteries so fast. And hmm. they don't charge them that fast,
0: not even close. Nope.
1: So, you know, we'll 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 invite our listeners to stay tuned.
0: Um, that's interesting. Um, you have a buddy in trucking because I, uh, I, I too follow the, uh, the trucking industry, and they are getting hammered right now. Rate and wise, rate, rate wise, right? Yep. yep yeah. Exactly.
1: So I wonder if these two things are related. So we saw uh, GDP was up a little bit, but it was mostly restocking of inventories. Mm -hmm. Okay. And once that quiets down, production should slow. And maybe the lack of demand for trucking, you with me so far? Maybe the, the lack of demand for trucking indicates that consumer demand is mm-hmm. declining. And as you tell me all the time, consumer demand is two thirds of the economy. So I, I, I guess at this point I would demure and say, I'm not sure really what's going to happen. Like the drug.
0: I saw a thing the other day that I really liked it. Somebody said America doesn't run on Duncan. America runs on consumer debt. So maybe you, maybe you swap out consumer demand and consumer debt debt okay i sent you that thing about capital one i like the i like the snapshot that i saw this week from capital one versus amex i don't know who it was but somebody on twitter showed the the outlook from capital one that basically said defaults are going up and debt is going up and we expect it to get ugly and they said capital one is more america than american express whereas american express caters to the higher end of the consumer i would i think i mean that's my that's always been my interpretation, my tr- traditional view of Amex. um, But Amex gave a, a brighter outlook versus Capital One. um, And I thought that was interesting. But the point was that the consumer debt, like the, the debt is like the American consumer, if they had to use cold, hard cash in their pocket for everything, the, the economy will come to a grinding halt.
1: Um, I hate to truncate the conversation, but listen, It's over people, you know, Neil, uh, what's his face at Neil Mac. Yeah. He's trying to spin a yarn, soft landing, this, that, the other thing, guys fucking wake up. Okay. Fucking wake up. You had 500 basis point hike in a year, right? You got M two collapsing. You got people's, uh, value of their home is declining. Banks, for any number of reasons, have stopped lending. Um, Remember last week I mentioned to you about how I like to follow the claims for disability uh, to Social Security ahead of unemployment? So I met and spoke to a physical therapist, and I said tell me, do you get many people who come in that are, uh, on disability? And he said, yeah, they're the worst kind of client. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, cause they come in, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just showing up because yep. it's getting paid for, for free. And yep. they're getting disability income. Yep. Now talk about the horse's mouth. Yeah. So this, this, concept of hard landing, soft landing, no landing, but I'm not even having that discussion anymore. Okay. The economy is in the shitter. You want to talk about when I, you know, I don't know. Is it two months? Is it four months? Is it six months? Who cares? Who cares? And if you want to have a debate about that, awesome. Just find somebody else. Okay. Now, going back to as Kevin Muir says, perhaps the greatest investor, one of the greatest investors of all time, Stanley Druckenmiller, in this 15 minutes is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And, you know, uh, I can...
0: Uncertainty, you know?
1: See, here's where Stan and I uh, differ a little bit. Maybe. I think we're splitting hairs. So... Again, and we had this conversation about the two-year note at five percent. And I said, It's the easiest time to invest ever. I believe we can have guys in production check this, but I said, You got five percent two-year notes. What could be better than that, right? Well, they ain't there no more. Gone now the price is four percent, yep. yep. and 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 you know what. That's still pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the real question comes now, is Stan said, you've got uh two notes of four, which are effectively a hundred through the funds rate, which indicates an imminent Fed ease, which I think is correct. But that's only for two years, the the two-year note, right? The the difficult part for Stan is normally if you get bullish. On fixed income securities, Treasury specifically, you want to own something with a longer duration. It has a higher dollar value of an oh one. In English, that means as rates go down, the price moves more. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Stan's like, well, the long bond yields 367. Where's that gonna go? And so he's paralyzed. And uh, you know. Uh I I understand that. Um I'm searching for how to explain, you know, my plan other than I think sit in the front end. I have some longer paper that has got some credit risk to it, but I th- I think it's well contained. It's not a very large percentage of my portfolio. And uh I'm gonna wait it out. Now I um now that I have a full tank of gas uh I drove Shell to the train this morning cuz she's going in the city and uh I'm going to meet her later tonight at that Russian restaurant
0: nice well nice yeah
1: yeah I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. Although so you I was...
0: have a solid lunch. Okay. I don't, I don't need you getting all liquored up on your 155 pound frame at 6. PM. Cause you only had potato chips for lunch. Okay.
1: There's carbs and potato chips. <laughs> I don't need carbs. So um, anyway, I said to Cheryl, I, I said, look, dealer's choice, gummies or horseradish vodka. <laughs> and she said gummies. So right. it's 10, it's 10 25. So by like one o'clock, I'm gonna be baked on the couch. Because <laughs> all I gotta yeah. do is pour myself into the back of Dave's car and he'll get me where I need to be. That's great. Um full of zervos. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah. So uh so, I like- right. so can I go back to Stan? Because he mentioned that yes. that feeling and he, he kind of he- Oh, good. That's okay. Yes. Well, let me
1: interrupt you. I'm sorry. So I did the whole thing about drove Cheryl to the train. I'm thinking back. I, Thinking on the way back, well, people are all wound up about the the debt ceiling, the default. And I'm thinking, you know, first of all, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Secondly, I fucking hope it does. Here's why. Because people are going to fucking panic like there's no tomorrow. They're going to rinse the spooze and old chestnuts going to be there with the bushel basket because... You know
0: Yeah, this is your your time to show.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So um yeah, I I just I don't care. It's it's it doesn't matter. It it Mm -hmm. doesn't it they defaulted. So a lot of people if that happens with these default swaps, yeah there's gonna be a lot of yelling and screaming. Yeah. And and I think as uh Rothschild said, you know, you want to by when there's blood running in the streets and yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I that's kind of how I'm taking right. a look at that thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Stan, Stan's not going to say that to the Norwegians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he tends to be more reserved than I am. Uh, you know, apparently, uh, Cheryl listened to a few shows. And um, <clears throat> I got some notes. Uh, are you first, of, <laughs> first of all, didn't like the language at all. Understood. We move on. She,
0: she said, her,
1: <laughs> I heard several F bombs. I even heard the C word. Um, told her, you know, I'm on it. You voiced it. Disc-
0: you gave a disclaimer. This, she missed the disclaimer. Okay.
1: I said, listen. I'm the talent. Talk to Lena. She's supposed to clean all that up and post, right? Slip through again, again. Uh, With what we pay her, I'd be shocked that if she doesn't get it together. Um, So, um, yeah, have we beat the debt ceiling? Because I I got other crazy shit to talk about. I don't know how. Let's go. I don't don't care about that.
0: And I don't think oh. we're not losing the dollar. The dollar's not, you know, it's not going to. It's not losing his status as reserve currency. We're not going to be speaking Portuguese here in ten years. So not in not in my lifetime. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'm done with that. What's on your list? Come on, let's go. What other what other uh, notes? Cheryl compl- complained about the language and what else? Talking your book. Well,
1: that's all anyone does. But she did say, you know, I was going on about how. Nancy Pelosi's husband was standing there in his underwear with a ha- ball peen hammer and how I was trying to create something house. sinister. And, and I looked at her and I just said, sweetie, to quote <laughs> uncle Mark, we're just calling balls and strikes here. Man. I mean, you know, but, um, so she suggested I stick to wow. talking about the markets and specifically bonds because she's seen my P and L and he's like, you know, I don't even know why you bother with stocks. You, you do so nicely with the bonds. <laughs> um, but uh, um, out of respect uh, for her, I don't want to start conspiracy theory, but um, you couldn't help but notice the paper record has gone on a mission to defrock david solomon they are on a, they are um and if i remember correctly they claimed in the past several months he's made 22 trips to the caribbean uh-huh. on the goldman sachs jet yep. did yep. you read that
0: yep. yep i did okay
1: so um i know you're aware i'm not sure if, if other people were but um Many years ago, Cheryl uh, started a, a charter aircraft business and uh, bought a Learjet, and we she has been running this business uh, successfully since uh, two thousand and one. So it's twenty one years. And over the time, the client base has changed, which sort of makes sense. So, Initially, the clients were a lot of these dot-com guys. Wow, yeah. So there was one guy, uh, and I know the name of the company, but I won't use it. Okay. Okay. So there's, there's all these regulations about how many hours a pilot can fly. Sure. So this guy had a meeting in California, and he wanted to fly to the meeting have the meeting and then turn around and immediately fly back Mm -hmm. okay but the trip there and then the waiting time the pilots would be timed out meaning they they couldn't fly without having so he flew in one jet okay and flew another jet empty leg because the, the pilots Flying without passengers on it, that doesn't count as flight time. At least mm-hmm. back then. Yep, yep our, yep. our our friend Shannon can can verify that. Um, anyway, um, so that was like the two thousands. Then we had a lot of politicians. Um, and the thing to know about politicians is, um, you got to get the money in advance, because if they lose, they don't pay you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Amazing. Um we had a long stint of traveling of uh taking um uh criminals from prison for medical care. Yeah. No oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another con another, air another.
2: Yeah. Con air yeah. Shuttle?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pr- pretty much.
2: That's so cool. Uh
1: we had uh, some right. rock band rock bands which we banned.
0: Come on, give me a name. Give me a name or a song. Come on, come I, on. I, I
1: I can't. But I'm apparently,
0: the,
1: apparently they didn't know there was a toilet in the hotel room. Stop. And uh, it, it was tough getting the smell of cumin out of the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, uh, and this settled in for a long time, and it's where it stands now, which is, um, organ transplant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: If uh, two in the morning, you got to get a kidney to Cleveland, you know, call 1-800-CHERYL. Yeah. And uh, Okay. So um, anyway, what has this got to do with DJ Cell? Well, being the trophy husband, you know, I hear a lot of these conversations that go on and I like to learn new things, uh, especially when I don't get tested on them. And there's unsurprisingly different rules regarding flying airplanes. Of course. So when you and Amy and Fiona took the trip to the Caribbean, I don't know if you ran into DJ Sal there, but the airline you flew on flew under regulation 121. Okay. Okay. Those are the rules that you got to follow. If you own your airplane... Like a rich guy or a corporation, you would fly under regulation 91. in the at a cocktail party, you would refer to it as part 91. That's the way the cool people say it. okay. And then if you're a measly bum and you charter your aircraft, mm-hmm. like you pick up the phone and say well, that's part 135., mm. okay. So Cheryl's business is under uh either ninety-one or one thirty-five. Understood. Okay. Depending. The the difference in the rules, it's it's not really subtle. There, there's some significant differences. Um, I want to say pluses and minuses. So a part 91, owner's use, okay, the advantage of that is you have more latitude. in in another way is you have more risk. So as an example, let's say you're planning on meeting your buds in Aspen, Colorado, and the airport's closed. Mm -hmm. If you're just the regular schmo chartering 135, okay, and you're sitting here at Westchester County, um, you got to wait till Aspen opens, even though it's a four-hour flight, right? Yep. Okay. Under 91, you can take off. Wow. And that way, the idea is you get there just as the airport opens and you land. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's other things like that with, you know, how many feet visibility you need to land. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. Uh, 135, which is charter, tends to have more stringent maintenance requirements. For instance, um, the fabric in the aircraft has to do a burn test. Yeah. Okay. Like if, like if you put new leather, you send a piece to the the burn test factory, and they light it on fire, and they measure how long it burns. You know, you're with me, right? Okay. So, so there's yeah. there's some, there's some differences. Um, I, I'm only going through this for two reasons. One is so the next time you hang with your buds, you can talk like you, you're yeah. an expert. But yeah. secondly, I want to talk about how it applies to uh, David Solomon. So, um, because as I read in the post, he's made many trips. And I believe they said that for personal trips, he uh, reimburses Goldman Sachs the post said. for the cuff. Co- Right. So um keeping in mind Cheryl thinks I go on rants and I'm looking for uh what's the word? I don't know. Schemes.
0: Right, right. There's
1: something here. I, I just yeah. once again balls and strikes, right?
0: Where there's smoke, and, there's fire. I and, see smoke. And, and
1: and I know there's a strike zone. So the the um the internal revenue service has decided, well, you know, if you fly on a company plane for business, well, the, the company pays for that, okay? If you fly on the company plane for personal use, you're getting a benefit. And that benefit should be taxed, which is fair, right? I yeah. then you're getting a, a theory of free ride. Um, but I found it kind of, Interesting. Maybe you will. They have this thing called the SIFL rates, as you know, that stands for the standard industry fair level. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Yep. So for so for for instance, if you fly up to five hundred miles, okay, you have to pay a tax of roughly 25 cents per mile. Yeah, yes, Um, yes. And uh, it makes sense. If you fly up to 1,500 miles, you pay 19 cents a mile. Hmm. And if you fly over 1,500 miles, you pay 18 cents a mile. So wait, on, on top of that, there's also a um, a facility usage fee of like 50 bucks yeah okay so um and once again our friend Shannon who's training to be a professional pilot can verify these. Um, so when uh, and this is the thing I find kind of unique so uh, they claim that, he pays the right number. I'm not debating that whether you, these numbers are right or wrong. This is the law. And, and so that, that's a, a good deal. That's a really good deal. And the reason I think this is fairly accurate is a friend of ours worked for a big company and we, um, flew to London, we flew to France and then we flew home. And, uh, he called me up a couple of weeks later, so we calculated it. Your your cost is eighteen hundred dollars. Well, okay, awesome, amazing, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, now, I think you'd agree that those rates probably are well below what it costs to operate the aircraft. Uh, um, yeah. so yeah so um herein lies the confusion for me and once again you know this is a seinfeld episode right so if goldman sachs owns the plane under part 91 yep okay david solomon can't reimburse Goldman Sachs for the actual expenses because that would make it a charter. And if it's a charter, it falls under rules 135. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, maybe Goldman treats that as a 135 But they would need that on, as you know, what's called a 135 certificate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm So um, as you and I have come to learn, many people uh, listen to the show who are legitimate card-carrying members of the Fourth Estate and have, with great regularity, cribbed our ideas I took great comfort when Anthony Peters mentioned our comment about the yield curve right giving us credit for the maybe cause versus effect but you know the rest of these guys and I I won't mention their names but one guy's got a morning talk show uh, yeah that you listen to uh, one one guy, is a uh, 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 from uh, outside the United States writes regularly for one of the news services, and our stuff shows up there quite quite often. So of maybe maybe some investigative reporter might wonder what's going on because if he's not reimbursing the firm for the actual expenses, then the communications director saying he did was lying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is, which is totally the case. My assumption is Dave, take the plane, you fly the plane where, you know, when it comes, when the press asks, we give them an answer, you know, like you think they're really, everything's business. You know,
1: you know what you and I like to, to stick to the facts. And I, I think, you know, I think at this point we've Said enough, and uh, I
0: do have uh, one question about the post, though. Why is the post so, so determined? Because I'll be honest, I wouldn't talk about it on the show if the post didn't keep feeding me these juicy, you know, these little tiny scandal tidbits of sc- sc- scandal tidbits. It 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 seems like it's You can't go two weeks without the New York Post taking shots at him, and they they don't. It seems to be. Okay, maybe the DJ thing, maybe the like the overlap of the celebrity and the page six, and the like po- that's what the post traffics in. I get it, but there's never a note about anyone else. You never hear anything else about anyone ever. But the post has the, the post has a hang up on him, you know? Yeah. And the post must get fed these little things to by somebody, but yeah, it's it it's
1: fine. It I'll tell you, it's somebody in the inner circle who wants his job totally and 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 you know it's just how it works and there he's i I, look i don't have any skin in the game but you go into work every day there although i don't know what he does but um and you know you're looking around it's fucking den of wolves in there and and everyone just waiting. Uh, for you to, for, to stick the knife in your back. So it must yeah, be exhi- yeah. it must be a- exhilarating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, w- Winston Spencer Churchill had that famous quote: "There's nothing quite so exhilarating is to be shot at without result." <laughs> Jeez. So yeah. Um, and in other news, because I, you know, I, obviously we've been asking people not to applaud between segments because there's a, so much to talk about, but. Just little things I ticked off. Cheryl mentioned uh, a friend of hers who's an artist, not like world famous, but I think actually is is a painter, actually makes a living at it. And I don't mean like painting the house. I mean like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So this person's doing a series of people wearing like little black dress. Okay, And she asked if uh, she could paint Cheryl. And Cheryl was like enthusiastic about it, and and I said I think that's fantastic, and I and I said you know maybe that person wants to paint Bill Clinton in a little black dress, and and she Cheryl looked at me kind of funny, and I said you know there's a, a painting owned in the Epstein collection that has a picture of Bill Clinton wearing a royal blue dress, wearing red. High heel shoes sitting in a couch, kind of letting the. Sh- you, do you, you're rubbing your face. Do you not know of what I speak? Oh, no. no. Go on, I'll wait. Take your phone and fucking Google it.
0: Oh, it's so cringe. I don't even want to. I can't. I, number one, I'm not putting Epstein, Clinton, or dress or any of that into my Google searches.
1: <laughs> I will pay $1 million for that painting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Be careful. opening bid oh be, be careful what like they're gonna hit me i love it oh you <laughs> i you know the guy who um it was uh michelangelo who painted the mona lisa sure i read somewhere that, no that was, was
0: leonardo da vinci
1: vinci sorry okay well i'm not italian you know it wasn't a jewish guy i read somewhere he used to carry that around with him no way really like he'd go on vacation, he'd go out yeah. to dinner, he'd take the painting. So that's what I'm going to do. Anywhere I go, we go to the fucking Gimbal's ride. <laughs> I'm taking that thing with me. It's going with me everywhere. So, um, yeah. Uh, remember we talked in an episode about the um, side pockets and hedge funds?
0: Of course, green shoes. Yeah, green shoes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... I told you I had money stuck in a hedge fund that I redeemed four years ago, right? So they, so they got like a million bucks of mine still. Mm-hmm. And every every month, you know, it tells me whether it went up or down, but there's no fucking money comes, right? right? So I got an email this morning. It's like, click on this link. There's a distribution coming. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. One thousand five hundred dollars again? <laughs> what are they doing?
0: What are they doing over there?
1: <laughs> like knock, knock, knock. Hello, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm here to get fucked. That's five hundred dollars, please. Oh more, yeah, it's like knock, knock, knock. I'm here to <laughs> what again? <laughs> Incredible. So keep giving your money to hedge funds. Um, you know, I had a. Uh, what are is is you know i've i've getting a little older and a little bit more set in my set in my ways and <clears throat> as one of my neighbors from scottsdale said to me not that long ago he said he no longer buys green bananas
0: wow geez.
2: which is
1: is a great it's a great lesson right yeah yeah sure i mean eat yeah. why wait you yeah. want a banana eat a banana okay yeah. so so i've gotten in the in the mode where i don't argue with people anymore like if they're friends and i think they're good people they win the argument totally if they're bad people i just don't talk to them anymore yep okay if they i do business with them okay and uh you know i get frustrated enough i don't get frustrated i just get new ones so You know, I I did that with the accountant Mm -hmm. and I I got news for you. It's been a a bit of a headache, but I can already tell it's getting better. Yep. So I had a similar situation with one of my brokers. And, you know, one of the things that was keeping me from ending the relationship, one was the the point guy, AAA, Mm
2: -hmm. there's
1: no question in my mind world-class looking out for me and all his clients but behind him it very weak and questionable ethics understood but because i had such fondness for this person i you know i bit my tongue a lot and but a couple weeks ago Uh, This person was out. The backup was out. I got involved in a discussion with someone within the firm and I lost it. And we'll leave it at that. And I just said, I'm moving everything to my other place. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a pain in the ass. It's been a lot of paperwork, Um, but I can already see the clouds starting to part. But what i found is interesting you may as well is where i moved my stuff i've had accounts since 1992 so by my math that's 31 years right ish yeah. ish yeah. okay so i have all these accounts and there's like i've cash in like five different money market funds now i'm not saying there's zillions of dollars Mm -hmm. because you know anything over a couple hundred grand goes in the treasury bill right Right. but i'm like big on having things visually very tight so i can not Mm -hmm. get distracted so i said to the person at the uh the old firm that i'm using now why do we have so many money market funds and the person said well you know over time, you know, we add them, and you know, as you add accounts, the person just ticks a box, and it goes into this fund, and it goes into that fund, and the, and so we went through the list of the funds. Now, these are all high-grade money market funds, but I looked, in one of the money market funds was paying two and a half percent. Like, what? why would I be? Why would I be in that one?
0: Yeah, and how and long? Person,
1: well. And not enough to to mm-hmm. make it, but but being efficient I'm like well why is that two and a half percent and the person was like well it's government only I'm like well okay and you know I mean the tea, the the two years four four and, <laughs> or five. the three month bills five um I said well I don't want to do that and they said well you can put it in a government fund that owns treasuries and will do repos using treasuries. And the rate jumped 200 basis points from four, from two and a half to four and a half. So I said, well, I, I'll take my chances with a repo, right? But I think it's one of these things where uh, why money's leaving the banks and these things, because when everything's at zero, nobody pays attention yeah but now that you have uh real real rates yeah. and that's why um a lot of these um broker dealers uh like the situation because there's a lot of funds sitting in client accounts that they're either paying nothing on or they they give them the uh, love you long time with yeah. the two and a half percent rate yeah. and and that and that adds up Wow. So uh be on, on look for that. Um a couple other things since I did make a little bit of a list in case yeah. I got stage stage fright.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
1: so uh the lead metal. I stopped paying attention.
0: You, Dude, it's torture.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um I'm not there yet, and I may never get there. But it's not trading as bad as it had been. I'm not going to say it's trading good. And someone who is not a platinum subscriber asked if I would give them the heads up on when it started trading better. And I said, well, you're not a platinum subscriber. And this person said, well, you suspended it. And I, you know, legally we can't, you know, obviously. But um, my antenna is up, but I've not done anything different in that regard. Um, And finally, um, since you're a bit younger, a little bit different uh, friend group, um, there's been some brouhaha involving this beer called Bud Light. Are you familiar with this situation? You you look like you don't want to talk about it. Well, go on. Go on. Well, well, so now, as I've seen, they have a can of Bud Light, right? And it's got a picture of what appeared to me to be a woman. Okay. Now, I know a few women that drink beer.
0: Do they drink Bud Light? Right.
1: Actually one of them one of them does. Darcy but...
0: doesn't count. Darcy doesn't count. <laughs>
1: um I was kind of wondering what went on in that marketing meeting cuz to dude,
0: me a colossal failure. A colossal like dude, Bud Light, okay? Bud Light you have one job, sell beer to fat middle-aged guys that watch football in Kansas, okay? <laughs> don't deviate from your bread and butter okay you've lost uh, you've lost billions of dollars to the micro brews you've lost billions of dollars to the seltzers beer is dying like bud light you have one you have your core demographic your target audience you do not need to be down on the lower east side at midnight in the gay clubs okay my, my friends there don't want Bud Light, and you don't want to be there, so keep those worlds separate. <laughs> but no, 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 no. We're gonna have a meeting, and they're gonna green light Dylan Melviny or whoever whoever they are. I didn't, I didn't see the can. I didn't see the ad pitch. I just saw the headlines, and I said, "Amazing, amazing." As you would say, "Way to shoot your dick off." Okay, good <laughs> job, Bud Light. Incredible. <laughs> And I'm like, how bad could, like, it's just so predictably bad. There was nobody in that meeting that was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Hoss and Ross in Arkansas don't want to see this, okay? And Bubba in, in Tucson is not interested. He wants his Bud Light and his NASCAR and Alabama football, okay? We do not need this queen flaunting, you know, her Assets or whatever it is on a bud like anyway, it's just embarrassing. Welcome to 2023, dude. Welcome to the clown show.
1: I'd say I what's next? They're gonna decide they don't like the taste of Coca-Cola, they're gonna change the formula. Please let like, them do it. Greg, like, I wonder if they'd ever do that.
0: <laughs> dude, Crystal Pepsi. I mean, add it to the list. It's just it's just incredible. It's it's really Bud Light, uh, of all beers, Bud Light. You went and did that, you morons. You know. Um,
1: yeah, let me just check my list because I, I I'm getting a sense we're kind of running out of time. <laughs> um, so let's see. We talked about drugs, syphil, gas in the car, Bill Clinton, Bud Light. Let's
0: about First Republic Bank. First Republic Bank has gotten all the headlines. You you got any you got any thoughts on that? No. You said the Fed was going to hike until yeah. so they broke something. They broke a bunch of shit now. A bunch of shit is breaking.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. That's why. That's why. Earlier in the show, I'm like, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, two months, four months, six months, because to quote ad nauseum, Doctor Rudiger Dornbusch, it takes longer to happen, and then when it happens, it happens way more quickly. Uh, or to prove I'm a man of letters or letter, um, as Hemingway said, how did you go broke two ways, slowly, then suddenly
0: gradually, then suddenly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, look, Druck talked about, and let's just pretend old chestnut, crazy old guy, probably true. Okay. But you can't argue with Stanley Druckenmiller, right? And he talks about the importance of picking your spots, right? How do you pick your spot right now? And as I said to you before, like it's not like the funds rate zero. You're getting the inflation rate, right? Oh. Yeah. So what, what, what are you going to miss? What, what yeah. are you going to miss? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, put the gun down, you know, please step yep. away. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, I, I mean, for two years we've urged caution yep. and I, you know, I, I think on top of that, I think we've had a decent call. I'll leave it to our readers to decide or listeners to decide mm-hmm. But I think we've had a pretty reasonable call on uh the economy and rates and so on and so forth and you know take your time what's the, what's the hurry nothing's going on without you and uh dude, you know, you
0: know nothing, dude nothing's gone on in three years the stock stock market,
1: market's unchanged
0: right unchanged april april twenty 41? one four let's use forty one sixty nine a- yeah. Okay. April 21. Yeah, 4188. now. Yeah. It was in in May of 22. 41. April 23, 41. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. 3 years. Well, you, sideways. You, you
1: you did get 2 or 3% dividends. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it that's it's, probably uh not a total return chart, but well, but the, your point is You've had risk, right? Yep. For three years, yep. and you got two and a half percent for taking yep. a lot of risk. So I've run out of stuff to talk about, which is unusual. So
0: Let me just read you. Let me see what Bloomberg wants you to think about this weekend, because this is where I get my show stuff anyway. This is the the Bloomberg weekend reading, so I can see what they're going to jam down my throat. Soft landing. We already talked about that. We don't care about that. Consumer spending. We already covered that. Russia, we don't care about. We don't care about the political nonsense. First Republic Bank, we don't care about. And if you're going to purchase an electric vehicle, you've probably noticed a change. So Bloomberg's doing the EVs, too. And then they're doing the average home buyer struggling with high interest rates. There is nothing going on, dude. I am dreading this political cycle because it is gonna. Do you want to talk about that? You want to talk about Trump versus Biden? Your thoughts?
1: I I can't say the word Trump anywhere in my circle. Oh yeah, dude. I can't. I can't. No, no, no. It's like I I I I just can't. Yep. I, I can't. I can't. People they start losing it, and and I'm not saying I
0: like the guy. I no. I just
1: I, know. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't even, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Dude, you
0: you 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 complain about forgetting stuff at sixty-two. Joe's going. Joe'll be eighty-six, and if I'm going to drag Diane Feinstein, okay, Joe, you're knocking on the door.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think that, frankly, at sixty-two, okay, I'm at a very good age to combine experience, understanding, and patience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have, you know, saved some money, and I think I do a good job managing it, and, you know, I, I'll take risks. So it's not like I'm playing checkers. Yep. But on the other hand, You know, I don't have the launch cubs for the fucking missiles. And you know what? If I were in a room with a bunch of smart people, I think I have the ability to help reach a good decision. Because I I think my decision-making skills, as long as I'm not inebriated, are pretty good. But be the head guy? No, I...
0: Even I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah so. All right, pal, enjoy Marivana tonight. Uh take it easy on the yeah. uh on the horse ride. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a cold got- it's a cold gray rainy night. It is a good yeah. night to settle in down there. Oh. Uh,
1: I I I know. I know if I uh if I need to get bailed out, yeah. don't turn your don't turn your phone off.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I, I'll accept the call. Um all right, pal. This has been fun you, as usual. Be well. um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you.
1: Okay. Take care. Cheers.
0: Right, <laughs> awesome. Perfect rainy weekend show.
1: Did it end recording?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Cuz it doesn't. No, it
1: didn't.